welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. and welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I want to talk about your managerial skills, your managerial abilities. They count too. You get promoted. You always wanted to be promoted. You got the job, and now what? Now what do you do? You have to make that transition from being an individual contributor to a manager and a leader. Now you're going to find out information about the organization that you didn't know before. You're going to find out why things are done the way they're done, how they're done, why it's important, why you should care. It all kind of comes together. So let's first talk about a manager versus a leader. If you've ever been in any of my classes before uh, in person, I talk a lot about the differences between being a manager and a leader. So a manager, when we think about a manager, what does a manager do? A manager manages tasks. A manager manages tasks. And a leader leads people. So we have the difference between managing tasks and leading people. So if you were to take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle and list the tasks of a manager versus list what a leader is responsible for or what a leader does, there are some similarities, there are some crossovers, but there are some distinct difference. If someone is doing performance reviews and they're going through all the technical process of putting it together by the time I left the government, Uh, We did it all online. Everything was in a computer system, so you had to know how to click all the buttons. That was a task. I wasn't leading anybody, right? I wasn't leading the organization. I was performing a task. Budgeting is a task. Setting up timesheets, like who's going to work when, setting up schedules, I guess I should say. Those are tasks, If you have to go through a disciplinary action with an employee, which, by the way, you do that to modify their behavior and change their performance, you don't do that as retribution, just FYI, in case you didn't know. That is something that has to be done and needs to be done. And it should be done with integrity and with HR support and your management team support above you. But those are tasks, and they're managerial tasks, and they're very important. A leader evokes commitment. A leader evokes loyalty. People want to follow. A leader has a vision for the organization, and they're able to articulate that vision 
of where they want the organization to go or what they want the overall mission to be and how they want it to play out. It's very different. It's very much a feeling thing. Back in the day, in the Industrial Revolution, and we had, um, what are those things called? Assembly lines. That's what I want to say. Factories, assembly lines. You had managers that managed tasks, and they did manage the people to make sure they knew what their tasks were and got them done. Because if somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do, that car wasn't going to get finished. It was going to fall off the assembly line, you know, with no doors. So it was very critical that people followed all the rules. And the bosses were taskmasters, really, because they just barked orders and wanted everybody to follow. Military is a little bit similar, but guess what? They're trying to keep all their men and women alive, right? It's not always just an ego trip. It's to keep them alive. There's reasons for this stuff. But within an organization, in an office, within an office, you have to be both a manager and a leader. So there are some people who try to kind of drop off the managerial skills and just focus on the leadership skills, which are totally critical and important. I've got a new one-on-one -on -one coaching program I've put together on leadership mastery because it is so important. But you can't neglect the managerial skills. So knowing the difference between are you managing a task or are you leading people, that can kind of help separate what you have to do during a day. And by the way, 80 to 90% of your day will be spent on employee issues, questions, and problems the rest of the time to do your managerial tasks. So you need to know, first and foremost, what are they? What is expected of me in my with my managerial hat on? What do I have to do? When are things due? When do I have to turn in this report? When are the budget items required? When do I need to have my employee performances done? Do I have to do individual development plans for people to help them grow themselves? Right? So what do I have to do to make that kind of thing happen? So you need to know what's expected of you. What are the tasks that you didn't know the boss before you was even doing, chances are, right? You might have known little bits of it, but you may not have fully understood what it took to get it done. I was on a team and we were doing training across the country and there were five of us on the team and then we had a team lead. So there were a total of six and I was the only one who was a supervisor. And initially there was kind of some pushback on that because it was supposed to be created by the employees for the employees. And now they've got somebody from management on it. You know, it was kind of a little bit of a, a question mark there. But what I brought to the table was none of them had ever been a manager in the organization. So they would come up with some really ingenious ideas on how to do some things. But I had a different perspective on how that could actually play out. What is this really going to look like? And how's it going to be tracked? How's it going to be monitored? How are we going to know that they did what they said they were going to do? What changes need to be made to the computer system? That's a whole separate conversation. So 
bringing my management background to this team was extremely helpful. It really helped them understand some of the things they wanted to do or have handled were not going to work, at least not the way they initially envisioned. So you have to know what is expected of you. Like, how am I going to manage all these tasks? And how am I going to manage my employees doing their part of the task? Because oftentimes... The employees do 100% of this and you just sign off or sometimes you don't even sign off. They just handle it. Other times they take it to a certain point and then you have to pick up from there. You need to know what that is. If you do have to take disciplinary action, do you understand the exact process? The state has a a course called um, progressive discipline. Like, this is how you start, and then you go to this, and then you go to this to try to modify that behavior and get them doing what is truly expected of them. But that is a process. Doing the year-end reviews is a process. Uh, Doing the mid-year reviews is an important process. Having regular touch points with your people is important and a process. Those are all managerial tasks And you have to know what they are and do them well. If you're not the world's best person at being 100% accurate on a numbers thing, uh, bring somebody in to help you, right? Ask somebody on your staff, pull these numbers for me. And then you put them together with a pretty bow. Make sure you understand what's needed. Oftentimes you get promoted and you're so excited about it. And nobody ever told you about all the other things. I'm doing that in air quotes if you can't see me. Wait, you can't see me. This is audio. Air quotes. What other things are expected of you? So make the commitment to learn what's needed and what's important. The next thing I want to urge you to do is strive for balance when you're leading. Strive for balance between the managerial piece and the leading piece. It's a both and people. It is a both and. It is not an either or. You have to manage the tasks and you have to lead the people. It's a balance. If you get up on your soapbox and you're all completely airy-fairy and, you know, I've got this grand vision on how everything can be great and wonderful, but you have no step-by-step way to do that, people are going to lose faith in you. If you're always encouraging your employees to do things, but yet you don't have any way to track it, people are going to lose faith in you. If your boss is expecting that report on the second of every single month because the numbers come in up until the morning of the first and you have a whole day to put it together and you're not doing it, they're going to lose faith. So managerial abilities count too. You need to be a manager and a leader. You need to commit to learning what's needed and the impact if you fail to do so. And strive for balance when leading. I'm Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media. I look forward to connecting with you soon in our new Facebook group, New Manager Mastery, where we can continue this conversation.
for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible. Oh, 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 oh,